Welcome. We are back with another exciting episode of All the T-Shirts podcast, student ministry stuff, extraordinaire, all kinds of good stuff. Uh, I am Lee. And I am Rick. And we are excited to have you guys with us. Mm -hmm. Man, last week's podcast was pretty interesting. I loved it. It was great. It was great. Just to let those guys just be brutally honest and just say what was on their heart. Yeah. If you haven't listened to it, you go back and listen to last week's. It was really good. It was the student version. Right. We had three guys that were heading off to college, and we just kind of just turned them loose. I tell you what, you know, my favorite podcast so far have been the ones where we've had guests. Yes. (laughs) <laughs> you want to do that again? Yeah. No, not that. Did you, what? Let's have another guest. We should have another guest. I think we should. Why not? Let's do it right now. Let's reach into the guest bucket right now and see what we pull out. There he is. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Today we are talking about missions and mission trips with students. And we have a special guest for us for this episode. We're blessed to have Jason with us today. Jason's on staff here with us at First Baptist Church, and he serves as our missions pastor. Previously, Jason and his family served for over 13 years in Northern Africa, and uh, before that, he served in various ministry positions involving students and college ministries. Jason, welcome. We are glad to have you here with us, man. Glad to be here. Thanks for having me. Well, that's nice. It is. He's very pleasant. He is. He's a pleasant guy. So we have, we're talking about missions, and we're talking about of course, with student ministries, we're talking. We you think mainly about short-term missions, you know, mission trips and things that we do. But um, we have with us today. I mean, the the long-term missionary, uh, Jason. He's in it for were, the long haul. In it for the long haul, and he recently spent 13 years overseas. And so we want to. We we love to pick your brain about some stuff because there's a lot of stuff that people say about mission trips as far as student ministry and whether a good idea, bad idea, and stuff like that. So yeah, we're just, going we're going to dive deep. We're going to dive that. deep into that. But yeah. first, let's just hear about missions. Yeah, t- tell us what you know. What led you to do that? What led you to go into missions? Well, certainly serving cross culturally. You know, leaving leaving my home and and serving in another another spot on the globe, which we'll just call it cross-cultural life. Uh, believe it or not, it's, it's, uh, I claim a lot of relationships. It was a series of relationships. It was a, I, I took some trips. I was a part of some volunteer trips. Uh, when working with college students, we did some leadership development on campuses, and we did some, uh, some volunteer trips to help serve and work with other teams working abroad. And those relationships have continued to develop, and 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 you know we, we kind of we were equipping students to go serve abroad, and uh, I always kind of kind of joke we my family and I we just kind of equipped ourselves right. over over the over the course mm-hmm. of a few years just working hard in that area, uh, and we, I, man you got to give you got to give God the credit uh, just opportunity just opened up an opportunity that that fit our gift sets and. And where in the world that we would be successful? Right. You know, I'm not. There's certain places on the globe I would bomb. I would, I would, I would be in a fetal position crying all day. It's just, it's. But there's right. that was a place of the North Africa was a place where my natural, my family's natural giftings and the culture that we were entering into. So, uh, so was it easy to, to to 
say, hey, this is where we're going to go serve? Or Yeah. We, okay. well, like I'm saying, a lot of that was relational-based. I mean, we and your were, family was yeah, all on board yeah. with that? And, and that's, like, that's not to say, you know, there's not that kind of that Macedonian call to, okay, go there, you know, or right. that Abraham, go, drop it and go. We, we were, man, God, I, I thank God. God was very kind and patient with us mm-hmm. uh, for, to, to put us into this 13-year season. He was kind and patient for a number of years, helping us to get to that place where, now, where now we how, could go. How did, how did your spouse respond when you said, hey, this is what I'm thinking, this is where I'm feeling? Right. Or was it, did she feel no, it? it was mutual. It's, it's yeah, simultaneous. We, we were, uh, uh, man, my wife and I have been so blessed. We do basically everything together. When, when it's certainly in kingdom work, right. we, we are just, you know, peas and carrots kind of a thing. And, uh, yeah, exactly. And so, um, so yeah, that's, uh, we were, we were on that journey hand in hand. Okay. Uh, we, we, we would share stories back and forth like that. And there right. were times, yeah, we were constantly just building and spiritual formation together in that. And so when, when the time was that, you know, we both were like, man, this, we need to kind of pull the trigger on this. This, this opportunity has come up. Let's, Let's do it. We were both on equal footing. So, to do so that, I just know. want to chase a rabbit for just a second. Do it, chase it, brother. All right. All right. So, so if I'm a student pastor or a student minister, yeah. okay, and I might be feeling that call to mm-hmm. to enter in some long term missions. Let's say I'm single. Yeah. Okay. Not such a a, a big deal, but let's say that I am newly married or mm-hmm. a, you know about to be married or whatever. How important is it to to get that? squared away, you know, making sure that that other person is on the same wavelength. And, you know, I mean, cause I, I imagine for some people that could be a deal breaker, you know, yeah, you've, if you're, if you've got a, if you've got a partner in ministry and we even see, we even see in scripture, we see Paul and Barnabas, they had a disagreement at a time and there was a season they, they, they weren't going to work together. That's, you know, we can talk and debate and try to dig out what that was but we see yeah so you need to have that squared away and i'm not i'm not saying paul and barnabas i'm not i don't want to speak too much into that scripture because i don't know a lot about we're not given a ton of information right but that's an example that yeah you yeah you you need to be squared away you need to be on the same page and obviously we see evidence of paul and barnabas being on the same page in in other journeys but uh and the reason that reason i bring this up is you hear so many stories about missionaries having gosh you know they get into marital Mm -hmm. problems and things like that i certainly don't want to hijack the podcast and go in that direction (laughs) you can go way back and and yeah uh, historic like william carey and his wife i don't i mean there's some i think i I just made that up i hope that's who it is (laughs) i don't know there's a lot of missionaries some old yeah. school cat that you know his uh, yeah his uh, his wife was like man I don't know if I love this and so but I don't know yeah. um, you're gonna get some kind of comp please someone comment and tell me if I'm way off base well what yeah. you know back to what we're talking about here what were some misconceptions that you had to overcome what were some things that mm. that you know you yeah. you were like you you. Yeah. got on the mission field and you were like, I did not realize that it right. was going to be like this. Well, I tell you, on the, I was kind of on the sending side here. Uh, there was a number of individuals who, uh, when I say a number, a few was, you know, we truly had the question. Our daughter at the time was two when, when we, you know, left the United States to move to North Africa. And uh, well, sure enough, is Madeline going? And I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. She, we're gonna take our kid. <laughs> yeah, we're not, we're not leaving her. So anyway, so but yeah, that's that was something on the sending side. But when you said the misconceptions, um, I, I, the best way I can say it is that where we were, we man, where we lived in the world relative to the culture, the Western culture that we were 
born in and the worldview that we have in here in the West, uh, we were in a spot on the globe where a lot just, you know, it was a, it just wasn't going to fit. I mean, it was total culture, worldview differences. And so I don't know if I, I knew those mis I, I, I've, I've, I've felt like I was educated enough to know that, that was going to happen. But it's kind of like, you know, you go get a root canal, you know, you know, it's going to be a root canal, but you get when you're in there, you know, it's root canal, you know, it's not, you know, it's not vacation. There's a reason they call it root canal, not Disney World. So while we were there, though, it was 13 years was to say that I fully was immersed and comfortable there. I was always uh, walking through. There was always an expat in me. I had that little expat in me, that foreigner that was always trying to figure out and determine. And my senses, my cultural senses were always up every time I stepped, out, stepped outside the door. Well, what were, just for, give us some examples. Like, What were some things that just... That just uh, <clears throat> You had a hard time wrapping your head around as far as the culture there yeah. or even some of the traditions that they may have had. Sure. Uh, language. Let's, I mean, it's the classic one. Language was, you know, man, I spent probably three to five good years just seriously studying the language to a place where kind of like the golf game, you just you're, you're trying to sharpen your game on the course a little bit. Um, I'm a horrible golfer. I just thought I'd use that though. Um, but, um, yeah, we language and, and you never, you know, people would say, Hey, can you speak the language? And I'm like, not fully, you know, right. uh, you're just never there. So you had some legitimate communication issues. Oh gosh, man. Yeah. You, you know, the phrase lost in translation, God, we could, I could kill the podcast with just lost in translation stories of just embarrassing and kind of getting myself in hot water and purchasing something I didn't really, that's not what I wanted, but right. I'll yeah. eat it. So, <laughs> and, you know, so, okay, thank you. So, and it wasn't like you were learning French no, or some major no, it was, language. That, it was a Semitic language. Yeah. So it was, it was, it was stinking hard. It's, and it still is. But I, I, uh, in our family, my wife was spot on. She's, she's so sharp in it, uh, had a, just has a gifting for it. Uh, my daughter, just growing into it, has a beautiful um, expression of it because that's her worldview. You know, that's, that's kind of what she had grown up in. Uh, but I'm, I have, I have redneck. <laughs> you know, <I'm laughs> yeah, we all do. I butcher that. Yeah, one. Yeah. I butcher so, it, so, so did you find that it was easy yeah. for you know your daughter? You, you referenced her. Um, did, you, did you find that it was hard to? Uh, to get her to, to appreciate both languages. No, we were um, just bringing her, uh, her entering into this cross culture at age two, uh, 13 years, which is, you know, I guess the bulk of her life up to date. Mm -hmm. There was no intentionality. It, the intentionality was just living deep in the culture. And that's, I think, you know, we're going to chat about that, but just living deeply in the culture. Right. She just soaked it up. I mean, yeah. that's, you know, that's, we've all, we're all parents. And so we know how the kids at that age, you know, that age two, that eight birth to 12, I mean, they're just sponges. They're just soaking up everything around them. So right. she was normal. She was a normal expat growing up mm -hmm. in, a, in a foreign country. Now, really I've heard you speak about the fact that, you know, your family, it, it, it wasn't like you were the, the missionary over there. Your whole family yeah. uh, was involved in the ministry and the things that yeah. you did. So what are... What were your main goals? What were some of the things that you did over there? Right. Like, what was your... Yeah. What were you there doing? I'll say 
even before that, I'm grateful uh, the mentorship and discipleship that I had growing up here in the States uh, was a very family-centered discipleship. And families reaching families was an ethos uh, before. And, and praise, praise God for this, man, to go into a culture that is highly communal, highly family-based, um, tribe-based, um, man, just paid dividends that we understood that, that uh, I just had a, I was able to, um, even in the States, able to function in ministry that wasn't highly functional, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. to, to not be programmed and structured as much, paid dividends down the road. And that's just a God thing. He just had crafted us to, to be able to do that. And, and, you know, at such a place in time, he planted us there. But you asked, what, what are some of the things? Um, I worked, you know, I, I had a job that, that kept me busy, but we were, when you do family, when it's kind of families reaching families, everything, everything becomes life and ministry becomes a very blurred line. You just, it's everything, it's everywhere. And so being a foreigner, standing out as a foreigner, literally standing out as a foreigner, you you were always somewhat given, uh, whether you liked it or not, you were given the spotlight. You were given all eyes were on you in public or in a setting, in a private setting. And so, you know, you want to use that to, to for the sake of Christ. I mean, that can get tiring after a while to kind of be the foreigner and, and have your being, la- I was laughed at a lot because my language was bad. And, <laughs> and I, you know, they... We naturally do this. They they talk loud around you too, as if you don't understand. You know, how are you doing? Do you know? <laughs> I can hear you. And so, but they would talk. You know, a, a classic cultural thing is the in this culture they'll just talk around you. And as and I'm like, I, as the years progressed, I'm like, I understand you now. I'm right here. You can ask me that question. Yes, I do like to eat <laughs> beef or something like that. And so, right. so yeah. what were, what were some of the most helpful things that to you personally, like what were, what were some of the rocks that you leaned on as you were going through this process? Right. Uh, Living, living cross-culturally, uh, we were, um, uh, spiritual development was crucial. Spiritual formation. Your, your senses are always, uh, this is, you know, I don't know, there could be another story, but another person out there that would disagree, but, uh, uh, many expats, we've talked about your senses that that foreign, the foreign scent, the cross-cultural, that culture shock never, never completely wears off. So your senses are always up. Speaking in another language for days on end is exhausting. And so there's um, that we were urban. We lived uh, throughout our throughout our, our work. We were in large urban areas and we we're like millions of people and in a concentrated area. And so, man, just constant traffic, con- those things just... Uh, you know, for a little Northeast Arkansas boy, that just, that would eat you up. And so spiritual development, those basic, we prayed a lot. Uh, the, uh, my wife would say the, the breadth of our ministry is only going to be defined by the depth of our prayer. Wow. And so we yeah. would pray. That's good stuff. We prayed over just about everything. That was, we talked to God a lot. And, uh, and, and he was always so faithful and even even in silence. <laughs> was there an instance where you just really sensed his presence more so than any other time? And I know there's there's probably oh, thousands of instances where you had to, to trust on him over the course of 13 years. But it, was there ever a moment that just automatically, anytime somebody brings that, that up, that you just, your go-to moment, this is what God did and it just totally caught us off guard? 
man, there's too, there, there's too many stories. That's, uh, I, I feel like we need to hit pause on the edit and I need to narrow it down to a couple. Um, uh, man, it's a whole other podcast. There's some, yeah, <laughs> it really is. Okay. Okay. That was a surprise question. That, that yeah, wasn't, yeah. That, thanks for throwing it out there. But that's what we do here. But that it is. There's, we'll uh, just throw it out there. Cause I think, I think that there, let me put it this way. There, there are moments, there, there were moments like with our nationals that they, uh, that man, we had health needs. There were healings. Yeah. We, 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 we were able to experience healings just only by the, by the prayer and work of God that, this person was sick and now they're not. Um, we had experience with demonic experiences that through prayer only, you know, this as yeah. scripture says, it just peace came upon a household. Uh, right. So th- those are, I'll, I'll say those two instances because those are somewhat not uh, Western that you don't, you don't really right. hear, 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 see those things. In was Western there ever context. a time that you felt like physically threatened, like, Okay, this is it. Yeah, yeah. A couple of times, you know, when you, um, you know, there was a, a, a couple of coups and, you know, the, you, right. know, you know, we you know, there was an Arab Spring season throughout that part of the world and uh, we, we, we weren't immune to that. And so there was on national levels. Yeah, there yeah. was, uh, yeah, there's some stories that, um, that, yeah, we, we were. Uh, was there ever a time where you had your, your Peter moment, you know, where they, they, you quit talking or we're gonna put you in jail. Or you quit sharing the gospel. Or you quit ministering. Yeah, uh, I'll, I'll be honest. Not yeah, not specifically with me, but within right. a, within the context of our house church. Some of our brothers and sisters, some of our national brothers and sisters, were yeah. in that context. And so I'll be honest. That's that was. I guess I was one degree away. I was discipling those that were mm-hmm. that were walking through that. So yeah, yeah, that's of course. Okay, so all that's that- kind of scary, but. It's still kind of cool. It I'm really, just saying. yeah. Not, and I can say that because I didn't have to go through that part. But but I'm just for you. Man, that's I, I just it's, think it's kind of cool. I, I did pinch myself a lot because I I we we followed the our template for 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 missions was the is the Book of Acts. We just we didn't stray very far off that as a technical manual. We really saw that as a technical manual because we're at the context of of culture and life that we were living in. Kind of first century Acts shared a lot of the same right. worldviews. And so a lot of it, a lot of it made sense, you know. But that, you know, here here in our country, you know, we yeah. we we've had this thing where uh, all the years, that, you know, you do student ministry. There's always that what if, what if somebody came in here right. and told you to quit right. preaching or sure. told you to quit sharing the gospel, you know, and they have their guns and whatever. And you know, you hear that growing up in right. ministry. Right. You know, the what if, you know, and I think we've all had a, a youth pastor if you're our age that has has said you know would you be willing to die for the gospel and that sort of thing and and you literally listen i'll, I'll throw that in there you know i, I kind of come back on that phrase and i'm like well would you be willing to live for it today though you know right. so I, you know I, I, you know so and, and i really believe with the father put you in that position he's equipped you my brothers brothers and sisters that have walked through that right their testimony is 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 the holy spirit was just was stronger it was it's, it's there's just a he equips you for that. So when when that youth pastor, if you're, if you're throwing that line out, uh, well, I don't I, think they do it that much I anymore. Know, I know. But back but, in yeah, yeah. Back I, in the I've red dawn days of, <laughs> of of youth ministry, exactly. <laughs> and so I, you know, I, I've always, and even in the context, as I've shared stories like that, I said, you know, were you scared? And I'm like, no. You know, the Father is, is equips you, and I, hopefully, he's equipping you to live fully for Him today, where you're at. And if it's right, peaceful. Praise God. So go go. So spread peace. 
hearing all this, you know, and yeah. underst- trying to understand a little bit better about how you lived over there. Yeah, uh, you know, this is, we're a student ministry podcast, and so as as student yeah. pastors, Lee and I both, and I know you've done this too, like in other other periods of your life where you've led mm-hmm. mission trips, like the short term mission trips where yep. we go somewhere and we yeah, help. the volunteer trip, the volunteer trip, exactly. And we do this for a lot of reasons, and we're, we'll get into that in a minute too. But like. Uh, I know that during your time overseas, you had groups of people that came over there to do mission trips and and help you out mm-hmm. uh, during that time. Yeah. What were the, um, because I, I think it's a question nowadays, do we take these short-term mission trips? Are they more self-serving or are we actually just, you know, are we over here exploiting people or whatever? It's a big topic for debate. Yeah, it is. It is. So what were, the, what were the 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 good things that came from those trips com- people coming over like why would you have people come you and help you well we we thought deeply about that and we we were always changing we were always developing a better model and in order to receive teams uh we found out I'll, I'll just without even i won't start at the beginning out let's end i'll bring us to the end this is where mm-hmm. i ended where i where we were the sharpest at receiving teams at being hosting volunteer teams, we, a couple of uh, paradigms that, that we kind of settled on was we, we worked with, with just a few people. There was just a few networks, like, for example, this church, this fellowship was a part of our network. I use the word network, partnerships. Uh, we, we had specific partnerships. And if there was somebody like, you know, somebody new that contacted us or connected with us, you know, there was a, there, we had to build a, a relationship before you can just come on out. So that was just us. That was our context. And we felt that was important to us is that you, you felt a partnership. We wanted you to, to have a, a strong connection to the area of the world that, that, that you're coming to. And that relied on multiple trips for us. We, we hoped that when we would partner with a, let's say, let's say a student, a student, a ministry team, a student team. I would want to partner uh, for three to five years, something like that, or you know, any, mm-hmm. something more than just a one and done trip. Right. Uh, and so, because there's, I think there's growth in that. There's a there's a shared relationship that we're having back and forth. Uh, that's important to me. Uh, and then secondly, it allows for our context. And I, I don't know, if I can't speak for every foreign, every foreign work, every cross cultural work. But in our context, the big trips just you stood out. You just being who, just a single, me walking out by myself, I stood out. But a, a herd of 12 of us, just, it was so hard to get things done. You know, transportation, right. housing, everything. So we, yeah. I kind of joke, I took the uh, Apollo mission. I took the moon landing missions. You know, there were 12, 12, 12 guys walked on the moon. Why didn't they just build a big ship and send all 12 of them? No, they, they build these little pods and they send them three by three, you know. And right. one, one guy in the, in the modular. And so uh, I used that. That was how I would express to student pastors and, 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 and say, this is, this is how I want to see this. We need smaller teams because we were also a second, a second deal breaker for us is that in our context, and, and, and it was kind of the, those previous questions, I mean, there's just crazy stuff that just was so cross-cultural and so off, so off the reservation from an American's perspective. Uh, smaller teams, we, we committed, if you came to see us, we were going to lead. I mean, we shut down everything we were doing and devoted 24-7 to you. Uh, if you were, let's, you know, if, 
let's say Lee, you're bringing a team, you're bringing a team of four, it's you and four students. That would be a good size team. We can all fit in, well, we could all fit in my car and my Zuzu, you know? And so that was, yeah. So I would, we would commit our family and our national believers would commit to you that week. Right. And, and, and you would help us. You would help us, but we would also, we want you to have a great experience. I want you to experience and go deep and be wowed and go, oh my gosh, moments. And that, that takes, I, I've learned over the years, that's not just a, hey, go get on this taxi and go try this. I learned over the years that if you're sending students to me, uh, I'm, I'm giving you one-on-one commitment right. to walk with me learn with me from me and learn from the Holy Spirit with me. And and, and the Holy Spirit honored that. It was so cool. So uh, there's, 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 there's a time and a place for that. And I think a lot yeah. of that depends on where you're going, oh, context, just, what you're doing, yes. you know, and who yes. you're serving with, yep. you know, cause we've all seen the pictures and we've all been a part of the pictures mm-hmm. of these large mass yes. groups of yes. students going to an area. And, and in some places yeah. it works. It works. Like my, my son, my son, my oldest son, he, um, yeah. he, he went on a couple of mission trips and where they'd go and they'd work in these orphanages. Sure with these kids and it was just this I mean it almost like a thousand kids there and then Mm -hmm. you could tell where our kids were you know (laughs) obviously but they would go in and just love on these kids and spend time with them and share the gospel with them yeah and that could that that could happen even in the context of of the area of the world we were living in but what we were doing right uh, it just wasn't going to work and because there's there's a thousand ministries you know a thousand ways to serve and love and honor Jesus Christ I think what we're hitting on here, too, is context is very important Mm. when we're doing these things because there are several different reasons why you go on short term mission trips or you take would take students. And, you know, some of those, of course, there are places that are set up for your students to get interested in missions mm-hmm. like the what we did we, we talked about it last week with our guys um yeah. those, those students. did you have any idea that that new orleans trip had that kind of impact no, on those guys I, I, I mean i knew i just in so many years mm-hmm. of doing mission trips with students you see the impact it has on yeah. people students and adults like i think everybody needs to go on a short-term mission I trip really bad though because you know I, and reason I, I say really bad i just right. i i don't want to be the type of youth pastor that takes those moments for granted yeah and and it just kind of caught me off guard hearing those guys <laughs> share the, about their experience because they had they had not shared that part of the thing with us yeah. but but i look back now and i'm like well yeah, why didn't I see that while that was taking place? You yeah, know, yeah, well, I think that's why. We, and Jason yes, mentioned this earlier when so we were Holy talking Spirit. to him. Holy Spirit's all yeah, in this well, thing. Yeah, well, I mean, man. the debrief yeah. part, you know, where you kind of yeah. learn, get well, those testimonies afterwards. We didn't get. I we get it then. No man, but you never know. And well, I think hiding them up, the whole, hiding that up their sleeves, yeah. man. Listen, this is a whole other podcast. The Holy Spirit, so many times, is a crock pot, man. You got to let things crock pot with the Holy Spirit rather than microwave, and. Man, you're, it was that's that's why it was probably months later after you you talked to these guys. Yeah. Holy Spirit is still Save cultivating. That. Write that down. You know? It's just set on simmer. That's gonna be a quote. We got to put that on a shirt, man. Yeah. But that's not us, man. We want microwave. We want drive through. You know, we want the Chick Fil A. Well, okay, so <laughs> get me in and out. And so where I was was going with that too, we there's several reasons why you take kids on mission right. trips, and 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 you obviously part of it is yep. you know it's going to be a life-changing thing for them and for you. Right. And, we want that. And we you want it. Exactly. We, we, right. we, we worked very However, hard to make that happen. We want to spread the gospel. We okay. want to meet needs. Yes. You know, yes. 
yeah. that's I think everybody starts off yep. with that. Every starts off. But however, you know it doesn't always end that I, way. Yeah, let me get to the however because yeah. uh, now there was a period of time in my life where I was a missions pastor in New York City, and we had mission teams that were coming to work with us. I wasn't there, and that was a different culture. It's not nearly as much of a culture shock as what Jason did for, for 13 right. years. And I was only there for three. Well, who doesn't want to go to New York City? I know New York exactly. City is, a, is, a, is an attractive destination to go to. I mean, you don't to. want to live there, but you want to... Oh, living there was awesome, though, well, I'll tell you. But anyway... If you're from the South, you know, you look at it and you're like, yeah. oh, I don't want to live there, but I'd like to visit. I was from the South and I loved it. But anyway, <laughs> no, but a lot of people are like that. But name is Rick White. I'm there the were the teams that we had that came and worked with us that just blessed us and invigorated us and, mm. and energized mm-hmm. us. And, and we felt like I didn't mind because we wanted them to fall. We, we set aside time for them to go see the city and, and fall in love with that city because we wanted them to fall mm-hmm. in love with it like we had. Mm-hmm. But then you have other teams that come there and, and they drain you. Yes. Because the, and these are the teams that are there because their whole purpose is to give themselves a good trip. Right. Yeah. These and, are not the ones that sign up for that trip to Wetumpka, yeah. Alabama. Yeah. You know, they, they yeah, they, go to, and not that there's anything wrong with Wetumpka, yeah. Alabama, but let's just say if you compare it to New so, York City. Tell me some of the characteristics, Jason, because for you, I know it's it's more important because like you said, you shut everything down when you have a mission team that comes mm-hmm. in and your whole family's invested in that team mm-hmm. doing work yeah. there in the city. Yeah. So that is either going to bless you or it's going to drain you. So what were some of the characteristics of the teams that that blessed you? Like what what's the what attitude? Best. Yeah, what's right. the attitude yeah. you want from a team that's coming in to work with you in a place that's different from their right. own? Well, that uh well, it's they're going to sound pretty classic and they're pretty good rules for life, but flexibility that, you know, to uh well, most times we, we all but said, you just, just leave your agenda, just leave. I mean, we would get a thousand, never, I mean, thousand questions. We would get a thousand questions before, you know, before you leave. Those The emails would just flood, you know. Right. Is there toilet paper? You know, just, you know, <laughs> you know what happens? That's when, an you important know, question. Yeah, exactly. You know, <laughs> yeah. so, and they would, the, the these are, these are going to be some classic stereotypes, but, you know, the, the team comes in and each of them have their 40 pound backpack and it is loaded. I mean, Navy SEALs don't prepare. They don't yeah. prepare with this. You know, D-Day landing didn't have as much gear. And so uh, they get uh, off the bus. You start hearing the Top Gun. Yeah, exactly. I mean, they are. And so we would. The, the Part of our, our first uh, our first orientation is is just scaling down. Uh, you know, I, I would affirm them that I've, I've learned to walk in this city and to live in this city with keys, phone and a wallet, you know, and you can, too. But. We never got that far. They were, you know, I would, you know, so we had backpack guy, you know, and like, mm-hmm. okay, you know, and so, because if so. Backpack guy. Yeah, we, it was, there was. I, okay, think, I, I think he's like best friends with guitar guy. At he's camp. Guitar he's, he's guy. like, you know, we, we let one guy and even, and it ends up being me carrying it most of the time because, I mean, you're walking out in the city, you know, if you got all these, all this gear, I spend my whole time, you know, at the six point, you know, I'm at, I got their back, you know, giving the stink eye to all the pocket you know, the thieves, the petty thieves out there going, I see you, I see you. Don't you come on these foreigners. Right. You know, I spend my whole time just, you know, caring for the entourage that's moving out here. And so um, the more you can scale down like that, that was a that was a very practical thing. And so yeah. that, that would happen, though, because on our Western 
minds is that we got to have our gear. We got to have our stuff. Right. Yeah. And so I mean, willing to always be prepared. Oh, yeah, exactly. Exactly. So I would imagine after spending that long on the mission field, because just even even the three year stint yeah. that I did when I came back to student ministry and I started taking teams yeah. somewhere after I'd been the recipient yeah. of teams, it really changed the way yeah. I did. And but I, that I would just flexibility on their part. So yeah. flexibility is, is a super that humility, humility that uh, Andrew Murray, you know, that author of humil- humility and flexibility well, this would probably be two little catchphrases. Rick, Rick, I'm curious, yeah. and we talked a little bit about this, but what were some of the things that, that you did differently at that point because of your experience? I'm going to tell you the main thing uh, that I did differently, and you don't think about this a lot, but if I was going over uh, somewhere in Northern Africa to work with Jason, Right. And I, one of the my emails beforehand, yeah, it'd be a lot of that stuff. I'd, I'd ask about, you know, the toilet paper. I've been to countries where you don't flush the toilet paper, you throw it in the trash because the plumbing right. can't handle it. You know, I, those kind of things. But my, my questions would be, Jason, um, how can my team uh, we want to do what you to help you accomplish what you want in your uh, in your area, yeah. but but while we're there, one of our main objectives is to minister to you, mm. your family, because yeah. we're going to leave and you're going to stay there. And so, what can we bring you that you don't have? You can't get in the states. What's something we can bring you over there? What's something that that we're going to be able to do to minister to your family? Uh, while you're there. And Rick, I, Rick, that attitude right there, when going back to my ethos of building partnerships with stateside mm-hmm. teams, with stateside student ministers, for example, that that attitude, that question, that's just, that's glue to that partnership. Mm-hmm. That is such a, that's a beautiful expression of a partnership going, hey, we're, we're, we're in this together. We're partnering right. together. We're, it's give and take. It's not your, you're so just if not, you're serving in New yeah. York, it's, I need you to bring me some Tony Saturies. Uh, yeah. Absolutely. Exactly. It was bringing some spice or whatever, <laughs> exactly. but it was, but I mean, everything that we did, yeah. like if we overspent, like if we Great gathered up too much money, we left it with yep. that ministry or we would take up a collection sometimes. And mm-hmm. we just knew the guy that was leading the ministry. There was a ministry we used to work at, work with in Nicaragua mm-hmm. where, um, the, the man and his wife would spend most of their time down there. They were from here in Arkansas, as a matter of fact. And, um, but we would leave them money and just say, look, when you mm-hmm. don't, when, when Minchie was not here, I want you to take your wife out to dinner. Right. Just I mean, do something for yourselves. Exactly. You, you do everything for everybody else. Please invest in yourselves. Uh, we would ask the Americans that were down there serving and then stayed there. We'd say, what's something from back home we can bring, mm-hmm. you know, like I remember one lady just wanted some, some mint M&Ms. Couldn't get them down there. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Is it just those kind of things? Because. And I, and I would tell my students too. Let me, this is this was a big thing. I was like, we will not be the team that drains them. Mm. So those people, attitude. those people down there, where we went, I said they will never hear you complain. You have a complaint. That's some of them are legitimate. You bring them to me, right? And I will take care of what we can. But right. we're not complain complain about food. You're not going to complain about the place where we're staying, anything like that. If yeah. there's a problem. Bring it to me, right. and I'll I'll deal with it because they're humility. never going to hear you. That, that, that they had built yeah. humility and this in, the, is, in those students. This was this was my family and I too. We would, uh, I hopefully we would honor that because as we would debrief every day, we 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 knew that there were frustrations. We knew that yep. we, that was part of our natural debrief. And so, if you have that that humility, if you, if you're coming in as as the as the the team, as if the team has that that behavior that characteristic. 
And the host, you know, that'd be me in this example, knows that, you know, I'm, we're, we would set up debrief times and, and there was, well, you ended up getting to share your frustrations, even yeah. though you had this, hey, bring them to me, I'll take care of it. Right. That's the, because of that beautiful attitude. It was so much better when, when I open, when I would debrief and open up going, hey, what was hard today? I, I, I saw you struggle here, man. I, that, that frustrated me too. I've been here 10 years and right. I still, yeah. I still, I still trip over that moment all the time. I've yet to figure that one out. That, 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 or did you, man, I don't, you know, but, I don't know, but, but here, here's a, here's a, which builds question. relationships and that's, that's yep. God. That's here's the honest question. How do you, how do you as a student pastor guard against that mentality that some students have where I'm here? We all know how social media has just kind of consumed mm-hmm. lives. Okay. And they, they want to take those selfies with the kids, mm-hmm. you know, and it's, and it's, look what I did, you know, how, how, what advice would you give to a student pastor to help get rid of that? Lee, let me tell you first, I, it, that's the right question to ask right now. And I, and I think because it all comes down to the person leading the trip. They're going to set the tone when they go over there. That's good. And if you drum into these students beforehand, look, we're not going to take pictures anywhere unless we're told we can. Right. We're not going to, uh, you know, we're going to ask before it. Like, cause there's some places you go, they don't I've, want I've you to take pictures over with by kids. embassy. I've been tracked down uh, 200 yards after we passed an embassy and a student took a picture and I'm like, you can't take pictures of embassies. Yes. And we were pulled over camera confisc- confiscated wow. i was like sorry chief yeah. you know it's back in the day before the phone the, the humility so, part is huge because like, you're going to sit there and say we're not going over there with our own agenda yeah our agenda is to help these people spread the gospel right and so however they need to do that there that's how we're going to do it right and we're going to like because that's important because they're going to stay and it all boils down to that student pastor. That student pastor has to be the one to ask all those questions and drill into those students. You're not going to go on this trip unless, you, unless you're willing to, to go about it the right way. There definitely needs to be a vetting session before Maybe several vetting Preparation sessions. Preparation is huge. Not just, hey, you can come up with the money and go. You, you've got to go through some requirements here. You've got to do some things mm-hmm. before you even get on the bus to head to, to whether it's North Africa or New Orleans. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you've got to have that time of training with them. I want those students to ask Jason when they're over there, is it okay to take a picture of this? Yeah. I'm on them. Like, that's the question I want them asking, right. not, you know, can I keep this? You know, right. kind of, you know, I want them to ask him permission to do things because yeah. I don't and, want to mess anything up for, and I'll just, for them. I'll throw in on, on the opposite end of the other side of the coin as, as you guys are rightfully so for the topic of, of this entire podcast is, is, um, student pastors. Uh, you're going, it's crucial for them. It's crucial for them. I'm sitting on the other side of the coin going, it is crucial for the host. It is crucial for the host of that team to be, to be upfront, to be transparent, and, and weeks, if not months, establishing that friendship and that relationship with that pastor, that mm-hmm. student pastor. Uh, man, we are praying for that team yeah. long you before. You gotta be on the, the same moment, page. The moment, the, every, the first student that signs up to the last student, we, we get that, at least that first name, and we are praying for them. We could, we're right, this, we, we, we had the expectation that you're coming here uh, and the Holy Spirit, God is going to do a unique work during this week. 
just just you just having the presence of your team here is going to change the dynamic of our day-to-day life and so God's going to do something special and unique. We just and to- that doesn't matter. totally it, it, set that up. That doesn't even matter if it's if it's something local or yes. abroad. Oh, absolutely, yeah. Com- completely. I think I think yes. even with with yeah. local, you know, that that's a rule of life. That should be right. a rule of life. You should find out what those traditions are in Wetumpka, Alabama. Sure. Yeah, absolutely. You really should. They're different than New York City. <laughs> and we brought a team down when I lived in New York. We brought a team down after Hurricane Katrina down into New Orleans, and I'd lived there before. And they, the, the group that we brought with us, we had a church from Long Island that came with us down there. And it was so neat to talk with them beforehand because they were all asking questions about what's okay and what's not okay. And they had right. a great attitude about it. But everywhere, everywhere is... Well, um, I thought our kids, when our kids stuff. went to New Orleans, I thought yeah. I, it was almost like a, a calf looking at a new gate. They were, they was kind of culture shock for them because mm-hmm. a lot of them had never been to New Orleans before. And when they saw, you know, what was going on down there and there again, I think a lot of that has to do with, with the organization that's helping set that up. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mission Lab, uh, they did a spectacular job of, of having us prepared when we mm-hmm. went down there. And Mission Lab is one of those places where it's set up for your students to... They're not paying us, by the way, to promote No, them. they're not. But well, We're but just going to brag. We're just going to brag on them just a little but bit. But it's, it's not a place if I want to go yeah. and I am just want to get... Like, I, I just want to have a partnership somewhere and do ministries. Right. Like, that's how I could find some partnerships, you know, in a place like that. That was a good... Because they, they had a debriefing and a worship right. time for your right. kids right. each night. But and even it, locally... I yeah. mean, there are mission opportunities, and I think you, you take your kids on these trips and you say, hey, what hinders us from doing this when we get back to Absolutely. wherever, uh, well, you, you know? You always heard this. I would say this quite a bit. Uh, it's like, you know, I would be, I'm grateful you guys came 9,000 miles, but um, what it took to come and, and to be on this side of the world, but I would kind of affirm to them that probably in your life, uh, the hardest trip you'll make, the hardest mission trip you can make is the 90 feet to your neighbor's front door. Wow. Yeah. And, uh, uh, you know, that's, uh, I needed to hear that as I'm living in, as, as I'm living yeah, in, in, in even in my own world, I, hey, I would forget about that my neighbor. On t-shirt. That's so. a good, no, it's, it's, <laughs> it's absolutely true. Yeah. Look, I think the point is like, you know, missions is, vi- I mean, it's absolutely vital. We're commanded to do it. Right. Yeah. Uh, it is, and it's not, it's, We're it's not bears. We should, it's, it's a joy. I know. I it's, love it. It's, we are ambassadors yeah. of Christ. It's, it says this all throughout the Bible. If we love God, we want to, we want other people to know yeah. him. And, and so however we go about doing that, I think it's the long-term missions are a necess- necessity. The short-term missions I think are right. great. Um, I think a lot of people end up doing long-term missions um, after they've done a short term, right, mm-hmm. right, yep. thing. That, that's, that's a catalyst a, for them. A, a gateway, if you will. But right. Um, well, we, we we Jason, this has been awesome, man. Thank we you. We appreciate you, you sharing with us, sharing your heart, and we'll definitely have you to have you good. come back thank on you. and appreciate it. We'll talk about some more stuff. Maybe we just need to do like a, uh, a rock and roll episode where we just talk about. I can do that. Good music. That's man. my the good be, music that, episode. That's my people group too. I hear you. Yeah, it is. Um, uh, Student pastors, student ministers, anybody listening to this podcast, we want to hear from you guys. We would love to hear about your mission experiences, the good, the bad, what worked for you, what didn't work for you. What are some good resources that you've used uh, in, in your student ministries to, to help you uh, have some 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 good experiences with uh, students? And, uh, you know, we... We want we want to know, so feel free to contact us. Um, we're on Instagram at all the t-shirts podcast. 
Uh, you can contact us through Instagram. You can also email us at all the t-shirts podcast at gmail.com. And uh, we're also on Twitter. So if you do, all, I think it's all the t-shirts um, podcast. Oh, man. I don't just remember blank, that, yeah. man. <laughs> We're on Twitter. You'll find us. Yeah. Uh, we're doing the tweets. Yeah, we're doing the tweets. We're doing yeah. the tweet thing. Um, but, I mean, there's other ways you can contact us as well. But we would love to. I know on Spotify, I just discovered this this week, just to show you how ignorant I am. Um, you can actually pose a, a question on there. So we'll pose That's a cool. question. If you listen to us on Spotify, we'll uh, we'll throw that question on there, you know, uh, that you can respond to. Um Man, this was good. It was good. It was a good one. We appreciate you, Jason. And thank yeah. you. We typically end these with a quote from me. Yeah. But, you got a quote uh, for us? Jason has a better quote, I think. Yeah, we were talking through this, and I would say to all student pastors, to uh, as you're prepping for a trip, if one's coming up, uh, teach your students this quote. Where you lead me, I will follow. What you feed me, I will swallow. Boom, boom. Thank you for that. Thanks, Gary. God bless you. Y'all have a good one. Bye.